dating in this reality seems hard. But what about finding a mate in the deep night? What would dating be like in a realm where time bends back on itself, spirits roam freely about, and every crystal contains another crystal? And within that crystal dwells a tiny population of micro-witches. Reach out to the undulating walls all around us. Everything's a dating app in the deep night. Swipe up to let out an ecstatic yes pulse. Swipe down to conjure a demon to spell out not a chance, written in hellfire. Tired of guys from this century with their electricity and elastic banded socks? In the deep night, you can be instantly matched with over a million single spirits from any time or place. Yes, maybe you fancy a syphilitic hat maker from 16th century Wales. Or maybe you'd like to spend time with a sensual bicurious Sherpa from a mountain region. Her name is Lakpa, and she's interested in long walks, obviously, and heavy breathing. Whatever your fetish, and let's be clear, ghost dating is a fetish. It's all available to you when we open up that heavy, is it metal, door that leads us to the deep night. My dear followers, it's me, Dale Seaver, guru, mystic, and seeker of the unknown. And this is Deep Night, a show about the dark art of comedy. We track down comedy and humor in some likely and some unlikely places on this program. For those of you just joining us, I trust you've brought an extra canteen of water or whiskey and have the fortitude for interdimensional travel. The portal to the deep night, that strange land of regrets, revelations, and rising stars is always changing its location, always moving. Tonight, we've calibrated our portal, locators fashioned from old tuna cans and copper wire and one of those old games of Merlin, and we've made our way to the basement of an underused key foods in South Slope to meet this week's guest, Andrea Salenzi. Before we get to Andrea, remember to write your address or a favorite phrase down on a piece of paper and bury it somewhere near your home, like in the hollow of an old tree or a prematurely installed jack-o'-lantern, whatever's nearby. This will serve as your anchor to the physical world and will ensure you return safely. Okay, now on to our guest this week. I love meeting and talking with fellow podcasters. It's often a strange and sordid lot who are so passionate or perplexed by some aspect of modernity that they must go off seeking answers, microphone in hand, ready to interact with complete strangers on matters of intense intimacy. Andrea started a magnificent new show called Wild White, named to the top of numerous lists upon its debut in 2016. It was listed as the best new podcast by the New York Times, HuffPost, and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, uh, by the way, one way you can enjoy the show, subscribe there and trace the last year or so of Andrea's journey as a single person through the world of internet dates, singles, cruises, and interpersonal mishaps. Will she find happiness? Is that the goal? Will anyone? You know, I love thinking about the future. If you're prepared, let's go further into that great expanse of the unknown. Let's explore the deep night with Andrea Salenzi. Andrea Salenzi. Hello. Hello. 
such a treat to meet you. And at this point, you are a professional meter of people, aren't you? I don't know about that. <laughs> I can't meet more people than most people meet every day. Well, but it's what you're doing. You're pursuing it as a, a, a profession, at least. Yeah, yeah. Something close I'll, I'll to I'll hold a profession. microphone in front of people and ask some questions. That's but... right. You're going up to be. Well, I want to talk about all of that and all yes. the details of that, of course, because I find your show so terrifically oh, entertaining damn. and indeed absorbing. Uh, I, I don't often do this. I don't set up uh, my guests well enough. This is what I feel. I often think, well, we're all reading the same thing. We all get the same publications. Yes. We're all reading Conjurers Weekly. We all get tomorrow's news today, the Psychic Journal. It's not the case. So I thought what I would just have you do, which I don't often do, but just set us up. Tell us about the show that uh, you, uh, you have launched out into the world that has gained such acclaim from the masses. Why, oh, why? Tell us about that. So I started YOY when I was painfully single. Um, this painfully would have, single. Yeah, this would have been back in maybe 2014. Um, I was just so lonely, and I just needed people to talk to about it. So I started doing that on WFMU, which is this amazing community radio station out in Jersey City, New Jersey. The great radio station out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the show worked. I found a boyfriend. We fell in love. We moved in together. Everything's going great. Um, and meanwhile, I moved on to a new job making another radio show, this great show, The Gist with Mike Pesca. Oh, sure. Yes. Um, which is a daily talk show. And I just, I was like, oh, this YOY thing needs a break. I'm happily in love, blah, 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 blah. And then after I made 500 episodes with Mike Pesca, they said, Andrew, do you want your own podcast? What do you oh, want to do? Oh, that's just, so nice of them. Who said that? It's the... not, that's not exactly how it works. But <laughs> <laughs> No one's ever asked yeah, me that. The, the Panoply Network, I, I pitched them bringing YOY back for real as my actual job, and they took me up on it. And Panoply is a network of podcasts. Yes, yes. And at so some they, point, they, they mm -hmm. put a call out for people too, right, to, to, to bring things in or no? I don't know about that. But they're, they're, they're a spinoff from the Slate Group, and for me as an employee of the company, I was given this great opportunity. They've had a pilot project that was also internal. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I was just skirting around the edges. <laughs> I'm often sending links around, you know, having fun with it. Yes. Uh, well, since you've worked for you worked in radio as a, a producer as well, right? Is that what mm -hmm. it was with the mm -hmm. gist? Um, I've, yeah, I've been in audio production for 10 years. Pretty good. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because let's talk about audio for a second. You've worked in radio. You've worked in audio. What, what drew you to that? Because it's a rather intimate form, isn't it? That's true. Um, well, I don't. I wonder how long we're going to be able to keep the intimacy up for. <laughs> you really, know? that's something I worry about a lot um, because there are so many journalists and writers and actors and reality television rejects now who are embracing podcasting because, and they think it's so like new and novel. And a lot of people are discussing podcasting as if it's this um, kind of like new medium that has we've yet to establish the norms, and. Uh, you and I know differently. Yeah, this is all, this, is all, this has been around for a while. This is you our know, tenth Dale. season. I do know. <laughs> I've been out figuring out the norms and doing what I can on my own in the little studios there. And uh, yes, it's been it's been it's kind of established. And there's things that I don't like about many things, as uh, with any cultural production. And there's some things that I gravitate towards. But still, I come back to this 
idea of, of enjoying sound and letting my imagination go, it's comforting. I dare say in certain cases it's erotic. It stimulates a little part right in the middle of your head, which is uh, a very pleasing. Yes. Um, and that's how I grew up. Maybe it's because I'm a little pre-internet, but I love the records, and I loved imagining what the stories would be, you know. Yeah, and that that's that is my like happiest zone as I'm doing something visual or I'm walking down a street and I have a really cool thing I'm listening to in my ears. And actually in another reality I could imagine myself becoming a graphic designer or a cartoonist or something where you're doing something very visual and I could just listen to podcasts all day oh, instead of grueling over something? making them. <laughs> <laughs> it does get grueling sometimes. But I, I do think we can abuse that intimacy and you yes. know, parts of my show play with truth and reality and I think a lot about the ways um that intimacy can you know it isn't just about human connection it could also be about playing with our emotions sure well what's our responsibility with that because you could also say that maybe we're saturated with intimacy everyone telling everything and then we know everything about uh, what's going on if a politician enjoys some kind of adult uh, uh, film and likes it on twitter for instance something like that our very our, our private business is out and people are promoting it as such sometimes it's accidental in, the, in that case but other times we're putting it out there as you are what's our responsibility to control that or just what it, that's where it's unknown that's the part of the podcasting thing that does seem unresolved right or or this idea of like can i truly know someone or hear their authenticity yes. through their voice um, I'm all of, I'm all about the real and uh, really putting it out there truthfully. Yes. So I hear you. Yeah, but you must get this all the time. People who are like Dale, like we could be best friends. I know you're from oh. your podcast. I feel like we we go way back. That's true. There is something that gets but do established. Do they know you really? Do is that they? really you? You know. <laughs> I don't I get, know. I, I get long rambly emails from dudes on OKCupid every day saying, Andrea, can we go out? I feel like I know you from your podcast. But you don't. Maybe actual me is a little more boring, a little less interesting, a little lower energy. You don't know me. A little less edited. Yes. Oh, my God. So much editing goes into what I do. <laughs> yes, I do get that. And, I, you know, I try to respond to every fax that I get on the machine. And, I, you know, it's a lot of thermal paper that I have to go through. But I try my best. Is that on eBay now? Where do you get that? <laughs> I do. I have a supplier. Okay. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out near the uh, 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 uh mm-hmm. out there. Um, well, I've always loved it, as you said. And this kind of gets to, to something, uh, this uh, ability to know a person, to project uh, one's sense of self, uh, to, to understand nuance, right? That, uh, I think, uh, perhaps this is controversial, but um, I think that makes a person better online, having this experience, having the ability to uh, f- feel and understand nuance by listening to someone, reading someone online. I think all of, that's not the controversial part, but I th- some people say, online's not the place for nuance, Dale. And I say, oh, no, it's all nuance, and it's our ability to discern what's going on. Hmm. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, something I, I've been thinking about a lot is that, uh, you know, you'll hear from a lot of actors, writers, comedians, directors say that they grew up on movies or they grew up on television, that they yeah. used movies or television to learn what it is to be an adult in the world because maybe there was something lacking in that education before then. Sure. And I feel like that's how I've used podcasts. And I think that's also how I use the internet. Yeah. And I don't think I look to movies today for that. 
I don't. I think I would find it severely lacking if I looked exclusively to movies right now <laughs> to right. teach me how to live and how to be. And yeah. Yes. Well, uh, it's uh, and maybe that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because the people making those movies were from a certain segment of the population. And so that's a certain perspective that uh, we're getting and receiving. And the um, process behind making it is so much more convoluted than just absolutely. you and me turning on a microphone. And going for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, I do think there's a great deal uh, to uh, mastering nuance online, and it also plays into, you know, I think that's the reason that email works, reason it caught on. All emails are flirtatious. Mm. Even some of the, I've had long correspondences with the folks at Con Ed, and I can tell you, it gets pretty hot and heavy. (laughs) So when they say thanks, exclamation point, you're like, ooh, yeah. I'll give them a wink emoji. (laughs) And sometimes I just spell out wink emoji. (laughs) It's really hard to get to the emoji menu. I think that's more effective. But what I'm saying. Online dating. Is that where we're going? I hear you doubting it. Yes, yes, we are going to get there. (laughs) But I think there is something to the Internet being this flirtatious interaction. Or or at least being able to construct how you correspond with a person. Don't you feel like there's some kind of voice that you have to establish uh, online uh, that then has to be received in a certain way? And the the cultivation of that uh, Mm. is a skill. Yeah. Maybe not everyone has it. No, but it's 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 really subtle how you how you I think, you know, the training starts in AOL Instant Messenger and then it. Dashes over to GChat correspondences. Yes. And then eventually it plays out into your work life. And you have to be your true self through all those interactions. And just the slight weirdness in any of those spaces, if you just, I, I, can't, I can't think of an example. Someone who uses their period to exclamation point ratio is off yes. just the slightest bit. Yep. You're like, Caps. who are you? Yep. How were you raised? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did you have an embarrassing AOL handle? Turtle toe. Yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I don't know. What was yours? You've got mail. Uh, what was? Uh, uh, well, well, I'm still still yours. Uh, oh, I, maybe I haven't checked in. I have to put the CD in oh. and see if see if I still have you an get active. Get ten free minutes with that CD. Oh, well, believe me, I know. <laughs> I remember saving this up, hoping I could just find some oh, way to profit. Y- yes. Uh, mine is uh, uh, too embarrassing, I think, to uh, even reveal. I didn't understand You're what... worried people start sending you letters? I get it. I get it. God, uh, I really want to bring it back to life and read my read everything. I will tell you, one of the ones that I had was Vinyl Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Which sounded quite uh, charming who, and maybe kind of you that? roguish. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it led to some very uh, unpleasant uh, interactions. <laughs> some people thinking the wrong thing in some of those chat rooms. The chat rooms were weird. Oh, yeah. It was a wild time, right? Is yeah. it any less wild now? It felt like it was just... So strange. So, so, uh, uh, it felt icky and you uh-huh. had to jump out of it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I physically recoiled when I would leave a room. Yeah, if that chat room was a train on the subway, you would just be like, did someone die? <laughs> yeah. or did you all just get out of jail? I cannot tell why this vibe is off. An empty chat room is the same as an empty subway car. Yeah. You don't want it. No. You don't want to be alone in there with someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. With vinyl cowboy. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> well, would you like me to tell you more about the internet? Yeah. <laughs> D- you, so, so. No. <laughs> no, you so wouldn't. So, t- uh, early online dating. Were you? Did you do that, Dale? Oh, uh, 
Gosh, yeah, some of it. You know, sometimes you would be in one of these chat rooms and then it would uh, escalate quickly where you may be calling uh, a school teacher in Indiana and having a nice chat. It, it became a little bit weird, I would say. Uh, and then later on, yes, I was, uh, I was um, on the salon uh, personals. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those at all? Classy, yeah. yeah it was co- well, a step up from the nerve. It was a step up from the nerve, but there was still a lot of lingerie. Do you know what I mean? That's how they sell it. That's how they sold it. That's true. And I know you 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 promote uh, some kind of uh, a brazier on your show, which uh, sounds uh, terrific. It's a it's a bra. It's a bra. Yeah, half half sizes seem to make the, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and that's an aspect of this new modern dating, though. Too is I mean, talk about over revealing intimacy. Now everyone's sending naked pictures all over the place. I don't. Well, unsolicited. I'm pretty old. I mean, I feel pretty old now, but. You know, the kids these days, there's going to be there are going to be lots of naked photos of all of them all oh, over the place. It's, it's, it's t- you know, in, yeah. my, in my day, you had to go to the photo match, slip the guy 20 bucks, and hope that he didn't make any copies for himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you, you had to buy a Polaroid just for this purpose. But, <laughs> yeah, but no, but that's what Snapchat's about. I mean, that's why that exists for yeah. the, the kids and the couples. But, oh, that's what it is? Yeah, but in my online dating life, naked photos, you know, you're... To get to that level of trust with someone seems near impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. Like, That's really, the first time I've heard that it's been be a five, challenge. We'd have to be five years in for you to see anything. Yes. Yeah. That's a in person. In photo form. Yeah. 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 In photo form. Like, even then. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be. Yeah. There's going to be a I've lot gone of a, coffee. A pretty long time. A lot of drinks. <laughs> Taking things real slow going yes. forward. This heart's fragile. Yes. You know, it's like one of those. Uh, those like china pieces that's been stomped on and then you glue it all back together. It's like why would I take that, you know, nope. why would I take that any place where it could get stomped on again? Nope. The vase always leaks when you try to put it back together with the glue. Yeah. Don't fill it with water. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fill it with water. Just put some dry dead flowers in there. Well, the show is about dating, as you said. And uh, uh, hopefully it's less painful now than it was when you started. Oh, so yeah, painfully lonely like 2014, getting serious relationship, relaunch podcast, relationship falls apart. Oh my gosh. I know. That's how because it goes. of the podcast, uncomfortable with intimacy? No, no, it just happened to be the shitty timing. Yes. You know? Didn't line up. Yeah. Okay. So, so episode you went back eight. to the well. Yeah, episode eight, I was forced to go back to the well. But also, it's uh, trying to host a dating podcast when you're really not ready to be dating again. Oh, so yeah. So you're kind of looking at it from the perspective of someone who, I, you know, I wasn't, when I was, last time I was dating, I was in my late 20s, and you're happy and you're optimistic, and you yeah. really come into your own, and you know your value and your womanhood, and you're like, yes, let's find a boyfriend. And now 32, I'm like, uh, like it's just tedious now. Like all the fun of dating is gone, and I actually have no idea what dating in your thirties looks like. Because now you're dating, and you're saying, you know, your things are so serious. All of a sudden, you're looking that's for true. a life partner. That's you're true. not looking for a hookup. So how do you do that in a way that's at all fun and not a job interview? Yeah. Oh well, that's uh, you know after my divorce, that's about the first time uh, that was. Uh, my period of uh, online dating, sort of the modern exposure to it with MySpace and uh, Friendster had kind of ceased at that point. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I only met friends on Friendster. It was true to its name. Yeah. But MySpace, a lot of great bands and a few gals that we uh, had some fun with, I'd say. That's good. Uh, but uh, no, no lasting thing until uh, my current wife, and she really appreciates when I call her current wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
have learned. I, I did see a guy on Tinder the other day, and it said, um, looking for my future ex-wife. Yeah. Well, okay. That's honest. That's well, honest. Is it? <laughs> Do on it. Still not the one I want to go I mean, out with. I'm not, I'm not swiping right, but <laughs> yes. Well, uh, uh, I want to talk though about. So it's not just your personal journey. You also look at dating from different angles and bring in different perspectives, and it's really uh, broad within the category of, of seeking. And you're right. Once you get to a certain age, it's like, well, I want to have the children, and are you the right person that's going to and. You know, in all honesty, you can fill that out on the form. Like if somebody <laughs> wants to have what children form? or, well, it I don't, depends uh, on the app. That's true. There's no form like that on Tinder. And my goodness. And okay, Cupid's full of creeps now. I tell you, one of the most uh, uh, revelatory moments of uh, listening to your show, I think, happened early on, one of the first episodes, where you go through and list all of the apps. Mm-hmm. Some of them probably don't even exist anymore. The I only made you... up one of them. Well, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but and and they all they all still do exist, and there have been new ones that have at, been added. Oh my god, it's ama- it's yeah. amazing! How many are there? I can't, I can't. And then you couldn't you couldn't possibly count them. And there are so so many that are really specific to who you are. The number of um, Southeast Asian dating apps huge. Yes, I imagine. Um, so you yeah yeah. There's it's a bottom, and then there's apps that are just replicas of other apps. With a goofier name where they're comparing, seeing how they'll do. It, and also, yeah. most of them are just a desert where no one's signed up yet. So there was all this publicity for an app that was just for verified Twitter users. So there's a lot of, like, a Gizmozo, oh, right, right. Gizmodo article, blah, blah, blah. And you show up and it's, like, 10 guys and then 20 test accounts. And I'm in New York City. <laughs> so if I read that account and I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, I would be the only lady in the whole town who would heard of this app. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to go where the people are. That's and then you're tough. trying to figure out where your people have gone. Yeah. And then once you get there, then you're trying to sort through them. And then at the end of the day, you're so distanced from the process it doesn't feel like a real person it feels like shopping for a bed frame or picking out a new apartment that you can barely even feel invested enough to actually meet that person i do i do like online shopping though i do i do yeah but it's not a human being no it's not a thank you yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that is a good note but that's the thing is i can book i've i've done this before you bookmark a ton of different you know bed frames and you're like maybe this one maybe this one what's the height off the floor then you go to the showroom you check it out but um with human beings they're picking you back with human (laughs) beings they might have a girlfriend by the time you make up your decision Mm -hmm. it's a nightmare yeah yeah and uh there's a lot of swiping yeah. On, on these apps, no, you're, a lot of back my, and forth. Can you tell my thumb's bigger than all my other my fingers? Goodness, that's, swiping? You're going to have to get two different size gloves. <laughs> Winter's coming. Yeah, you'll need some special. Uh, or if and you I knit, every, you can knit a large one. Yeah. My coupled friends think that, like, oh, you're like when you tell them you're online dating, it sounds almost uh, like you just confessed you went to an orgy last weekend or something. It sounds very salacious, like, oh, swiping. Like, oh, you're just yeah. sifting through these guys. It is not a fun process. It is not sexy. There's it sounds to me like microfiche. Do you remember microfiche? Yeah, When you but go to the not. library and it's shh, shh, you know, you have to yeah. look through for the article and then you find one. You think, well, that might be relevant to me. And, and then, then you... it asks, it tells you you have a pretty smile. <laughs> oh, well, that... And then you have to pick the right bar near Union Square. It depends on the library. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, uh, uh, but, but, but you've met people through that? You've done okay with that? Yeah, no, eh? I mean, no. No. 
All right. Well, let's get to this. When you when you're constructing when you're reading the profiles, uh-huh. you're talking about intimacy and nuance and subtlety and and this to stand out from the experience of buying furniture. Uh, what 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 makes it for you when you see one? What and and specifically, what role does humor play in that? Oh, because everybody says I want a person with a sense of humor, but that I'm not sure people no know what a sense of humor. No funny person would ever type a sentence in their entire <laughs> yeah, life. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, maybe I could type. No, I don't think I could pull that off. Yeah, so then, oh God, it's just, as, it's horrible because you're looking, it's like there's um, a spectrum of sincerity to irony mm-hmm. and, and your ability to land on the exact same understanding on that spectrum with the person is really what you're scanning for. Right. Um, so sometimes I'll see someone and he'll say something like, I'm looking for a funny lady. And, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. And then I'll live in Midtown East. And I'll be like, oh, he's just looking for what he thinks is a funny lady. He's not looking for a – he's not making a joke about a guy looking for a funny lady. I see. I see. Midtown East. Yeah. Okay. So geographic uh, uh, the determination is part of it Yeah, as you well. swipe a couple more and he's at a sports game. He's oh, wearing a I you know, hockey jersey, eating a hot dog, and you're just like, we're not. So if that person had been um, Williamsburg, Bushwick? Mm-hmm. If he was like standing next to a cool colored wall, you know, and then he another photo, he's like at a rooftop work event. There we and then go. There we go. He's, uh, he's at the beach with his buddies, and his friends all look cool, like I could hang out with them. Yep, and then he said, shapes. I'm looking for a funny lady. That means something totally different yes. to me. Gosh. Yeah. That's really, that's really it, isn't it? <laughs> you know? So there's a lot of nuance. And I think that you really do see a lot in a photo. Yeah. Um, and my, my current criteria, you know, the thing that goes through your head is like, you know, this is this is your best shot. Like, this is the best face you have to put forward right now. Right. Um, Think about it. But ha- I hate having my photo taken. It's the it really sucks, and the guys never get their photo taken. So I think sometimes you could have a real gem of a guy, and I just I tend to like round him up a little because I can tell that these are just old photos that he's just carried. He doesn't have a lot of photos. Yeah, he scanned one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot. Um, or you like that one good one. And, uh, he's not the guy who's at the party like, let's all take a photo of our really amazing beer mugs right now. He's right. not doing that. Right. And that's not the guy I want to – I don't want to date Mr. Selfie. So oh. you can't totally rely on all the photos. <laughs> no, you have to find that balance of, of something. And then when that something happens, do you get a vibe off of it? Yeah, but it's so fleeting. <laughs> Sure, but it's a, a reason to pounce, isn't it? There's yeah. something to it. Yeah, but but then it's it's really you get so inundated. There's so many of these apps, and then you know, there's so many of them going on at once that you can really have that ping for a half second, send a little funny reply, and then actually forget to check it for days. I remember a time with online dating, I would send that little reply, and I'd be checking it, I'd be checking it. Oh, my God, i got to hear back from him. But now I have a really rich, full life. I really don't care if, you know, John on the Upper West Side replies. It seems cool. He's an English professor, and I like his hair, and we have a mutual friend, but I haven't checked. I yeah. don't know if I really want to make time next Thursday to hang out with John on the Upper West Side. Upper West Side is very far away. Uh, yes, you don't have to tell me. I sometimes go up there for acupuncture, and it's, uh, it's very... Oh, by the time I get back, I'm like, well, now I need to go again. <laughs> but, but now um, it sounds to me, though, that there should be an app for scheduling all of the dates. Mm, yeah. That, that, like a filter uh, thing that you can then. Uh, but uh, aside no, but from- that's part of it is that you have to use your words to do the scheduling. 
So it took me half an hour to schedule a date with someone last night. <laughs> you do have to use your words. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you got it. That's part yes. of the test. The back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So how, I, how easy is this going to be? Yeah. I yeah. said, oh, so it says you live on the Lower East Side. So would it be cool to meet around here? He's like, well, it's complicated. I'm in Brooklyn now. But he didn't say where in Brooklyn. And I'm, it took five more messages to learn that he's moved to Bushwick, geez. which is off the Forget L train. It. Forget so it. So if I'm trying to meet on the Lower East Side, that's not going to work. Forget we got to go up to by the L train. Yeah. No, no he says way. Bushwick's temporary, but tell, I need. Yeah, to... tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that uh, means he's sleeping on the floor somewhere too. Right. What's going on, man? Yeah, no, no. I like, uh, I like, and agree with the idea that Bushwick is temporary, just generally, and uh, I'm concerned about that fella, and I hope he gets his act together, um, and maybe he should delete his account for a little while. But also, it sounds like you're on too many platforms. Do you? Uh, you have to be because of the podcast. Well, I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm pretty obsessed with the process. It's like furniture shopping, right? Yeah. You're going to find the bed frame and you're going to cross-reference the price on different places. Oh, yeah. So okay. I want to see a guy's profile here, <laughs> here, and here. And I want to know who has profiles where. Right. I'm, you know, I'm doing my homework. There's even um, this app called Field. It used to be called Thrinder. It's for finding your threesome partner. Oh. Uh, so I signed up for Field <laughs> just so I could see who was on Field. Yeah. Is that for threesomes that are out in a field? <laughs> Outdoors? It's like you're playing the field. Oh, but playing it's the field. F E E L D. Oh, God. But so it's not it's field. A real bad name. It's field. Yeah. Yeah. So you so you swipe around field, and then everyone's profile says no. what they're into in the bedroom. That's a chat room right there. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. So final, uh, final cowboy would do all right on field. Yeah. So there's this <laughs> photo of a guy wearing a flannel shirt on a couch. And it says he works in book publishing. And I've seen him on a couple other apps matched with him. He did not reply. Yeah. Then I see him on field. Swipe, swipe, swipe. I know what he's into in the bedroom. Oh, brother. And now I'm not interested in him anymore. Thank you, field. <laughs> Thank you, field. It balanced it out. I'm using it to deep Google these people. It Was that weird? Does <laughs> it involve uh, uh, birds compatible. or something? But no, but you would think that uh, <laughs> that information's pretty important, yeah. and you're not learning it on any other app. So it's kind of nice that you get it out there so on field. Should there be an aggregator that just puts everything together, and you can have um, uh, maybe a an option to click open if you want to see what they're into in the in the bedroom? Maybe. Mm, uh, yeah, I just think that that could. I don't know if I want to put that out there. I don't know either. I'm I just exploring with you. <laughs> but also, maybe it would be nice to not have that sprung upon you. Right. No, but it's a test of <laughs> your marketing you get to your abilities. fourth date and all of a sudden, oh, what's that? Uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it could be that I'm not his thing. So so this has come up on the podcast before that, it, you know, like let's say a guy is really into giant nipples. Yes, let's say that. That needs to be out there. He's not going to put that out there. Yep. But if we hook up and then he's disappointed, I'll never know why. He'll just ghost me. Right. And I'll be like, I'll think it was a million other things. Have no idea that he's just a giant nipple person. Right. Or I like when uh, women have those long toenails mm. and they wear open-toed shoes. I just mm. go wild for that. So I would put that right up top. That's. But then she might and not I go would on a have, date with you Then I would just have photos your... of that. See, there's ways you could you could you could you could uh, imply that you like this. There was a guy who said, "I'm really into side boob" on his uh, OK Cupid profile. Okay, he likes side boob. I don't have side boob. I knew we weren't a match, but it wasn't so explicit that I was like, "Not you." Hmm. I have side boob. Maybe I could connect with him. <laughs> I'll give you some. <laughs> we'll his go handle. have a beer. <laughs> his handle is. And I'll just say, handle. "Huh? 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sit over there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, how much of this, though, is just having good instincts? Mm. Do, do we, though, when it comes to, to dating? <laughs> I like to think that I do. I believe in kismet, I believe Aww. in destiny, and I believe in having a real uh, sense of somebody. And I can, I, I'm attuned to this uh, to a degree that I can know even when a booking guest, who's going to be a great person, who's going to be, who's going to get back to yes. me, who's going to be the yes. right time uh, to talk to in their life. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sensitive to that. Um, and I, I feel like in my own personal uh, life, I have been good at that too. For instance, I met a, a woman on the first day of college, and there was just something about her. And I was always running into her wherever I went. And finally, we became great friends. But uh, could it have been more? I don't know, but that's complicated and for another time. But there was something there where you just kept running into them and seeing them and laughing and having and f- your heart filling, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you had that moment in real life, and have you been able to follow up on that? Well, you see, that that is so lucky for you that you're wired in a way <laughs> that you are making good decisions. But it's so, but that ends up with me sometimes feeling like there's something inherently wrong with me that I've reached this point in my life where I have these goals of a of a long term partner and a family someday, and I haven't had it. And I, you know, it's impossible to know. You know, is it that my picker's broken, or is it just that I haven't crossed paths with that person? And in New York City, there's, there are more single women than single men, and it's hard to imagine how that could, you know, if it's just 1% or 2%, you think, oh, could that really play out? But it becomes even more extreme as you climb up, you know, the ranking of uh, how much are you earning, you know, do you have a college degree, where did you go, did you do pursue advanced academics, yeah. stuff like that. Like, it gets even more broken down where women are so... Um, awesome and ambitious that um, we tend to have to our value to there's this great example called the marriage supermarket and I think about this all the time okay Uh, let's say 10 guys and nine 10 women nine men walk into a supermarket yes and they say if any of you pairs come up to the supermarket register Everyone's heterosexual. We'll give you guys $100, $50 for each of you. So the first pair comes up. They get the 100 bucks. Second pair gets down to that last one odd lady out. And she says, oh, well, I'll, I'll do it for, um, for 90 or for 40, 60. And then the other lady's cut out says, oh, I'll do 70, 30. And then eventually all the ladies are being, you know, priced down until everyone's worth nothing. That's it. Terribly sad example. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's my dating <laughs> it, it manages to uh, put together uh, two of the worst things, I think, which is grocery shopping and uh, uh, sad women. <laughs> <laughs> and this especially affects um, women of color and, and women in the African-American community because so many men are in jail right now. Oh, my gosh. It, it, yeah. it just gets worse. I know. It's the darkest economic <laughs> idea in the world. So, uh, Tim Harford, okay. damn you. But, so um, maybe look to other examples. Uh, to I wish I yes. you know I do believe that it should be that like you just know and you can follow that instinct. But then if it hasn't I, I happened understand. for you, then you don't know what's wrong. Or uh, maybe it does happen for you and you didn't want to have a kid. And, and you're no, like, I understand. It's time to break I understand. Up. But also within that, if you're able to back up a little bit and acknowledge that you're doing this great show right now, and it's having an effect in the world, and it's having an effect on you. 
and you're enjoying it, and you're getting something tremendous out of it that you would not necessarily be doing were you to be uh, wed at 26 and have a couple of children and be, I mean, maybe you would be, maybe, probably not. And it wouldn't be the same perspective. So you're absolutely doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at the time you're supposed to be doing it. That's good. And maybe later on the other stuff will, will come into it. Do, do you at least acknowledge the, this moment and honor it? I will. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Because no. I think I was told in my life that if I pursued my career passions, that the, all the other stuff would come into place. And yeah. now I'm at 32 and that stuff hasn't come into place. And there are a lot of women where that stuff will never come into place. And I would, I would trade it. I would honestly trade having a hit podcast for having a really loving relationship <laughs> because I'm lonely and I want to have a family someday. I, yeah, I get that. And there's that. a limited window that. for women. So if I'm going to if I'm 32 going on 33 and you and I the likelihood of wanting to have a family with someone knowing them less than 5 years seems really hard to me just cuz you got to know someone. Yeah. You know my window's closing and um it's it sucks. It's really a it's a really difficult place to be in. I, I, and I, I could have made a great show about a million other things that aren't my actual personal life and dating. <laughs> yes, but you didn't, and now here you are. But I don't I don't want to I don't want I don't know anything, and I'm just some some old guy. Some call me a guru, and that's you fine. Can't, it, but you but, can't say because you're you're because you have your shit together, things are going to work out for you. Because that implies that everyone who these who haven't mm. hasn't realized their dreams is because they no. I wasn't saying that, and I don't think it's an either or. Yeah. Necessarily. Necessarily, I just think that sometimes we get caught up in what either society pressures or internal pressures or things that we uh, – we're always chasing something. And too often we don't acknowledge just this beautiful moment that we're in. And uh, that is uh, powerful. And uh, I've held on to it a lot myself. Sometimes I think, well, I'm not as far along in this or that or I could have more of that or more of this. But in fact, I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm having a great time doing it. And uh, that has opened me up to different kinds of relationships and great conversations. And uh, other opportunities have come along because of that, because I'm in a good place. That's all I'm saying. Not that you can't uh, also pursue that or not. uh, Well, that implies that having successful creative output is linked up with being in a good place. Well, and it may be for some people. It, It is for me. Yeah, uh, because the creative part is a huge part of uh, who I am. So a lot of my identity is wrapped around that. So if I'm having some success with that, then I feel self-confident and I'm able to move through the world confidently. And when that happens, I do think things uh, can materialize. Mm. I'm not confident in all ways. Believe me. Yeah. I don't walk into every room. I don't even go to most rooms mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm insecure <laughs> about things. Um, but but it helps a little bit. Yeah. I always imagined it as a triangle. And maybe this is popular. I don't know. But it's just I came to it on my own without anything else. That in the triangle, you have the three, uh, you know, cornices, what it points. Mm-hmm. And one is home, like a nice home, uh, family, and, and job slash creativity. And it's always like you can have – it's very hard to have an equilateral triangle, right? You can I can only get two nodes at once. Or like you're spinning plates or something. You can only get the – if you have a nice home, then maybe you'll be in a nice relationship and the job sucks. Or maybe you have a good job and a nice home and you can't do with the relationship thing. So some way to get that all in balance is what I try to do. And 
I'm, I feel clo- as close as I've ever been to that. So, so maybe oh, that's, that's just I'm just sharing that experience, and that has nothing to do with your your sad uh, a moment. <laughs> I'd say with great affection. It's okay. No, yeah. I want I want it to work out, but I also don't think your window's closing. But I don't know. I, we've only just met, so I don't know. Maybe it is closing. It's closing. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm talking about dating love. It doesn't mean I'm going on a lot of dates. It yeah. doesn't mean that any have been at all successful. So well, uh, but what happens if it is successful with the show? Are you going? It's gonna... not that. E- it's just not that easy. It's not that easy. How many new friends do you make a year? Oh yeah. Who are like, like really stick around? Who I would like take a bullet for? Yeah, zero. <laughs> it's just it's rare to meet that person that yes, changes yes. things for you, and the likelihood of that happening just because I'm using some apps sometimes and making a podcast about dating. Right, that, and, that, and, that person showing up in your life like a bolt of lightning just doesn't happen. Right, and this is not a vehicle for finding that. No. So it's uh, kind separate, of a they're yes. Completely separate I get things. that. I get that. But I do feel like you, you make good choices just from what I know of you. And I feel like you, you, you have good instincts about things. I just can, I can intuit that. Did you, did you have a good relationship examples growing up? Uh, I mean, I, you don't have to go. You're not my therapist, Dale. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am going on a date with the guy from Bushwick. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, right. Gotta, well, gotta we'll give see. A try. <laughs> the temporary guy? <laughs> Yeah, the temporary Bushwick situation. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, well, you know. You know, he's like a little um, withholding of information about himself, and I love that. All right. Wear a bed bug, bed bug <laughs> collar or something <laughs> if you spend the night. Uh, that seems a little little tricky. But I do have friends that are surrounded by toxic people. And I think, mm. well, do you have any good examples of, of solid friends and relationships? Because whether it's your home life or family, we don't have to get into that. But like, you need to know what good people are like to hone your instincts about who the people you want to surround yourself no, with. No, that's great. That's great advice. I love that. Oh, no, good. But the, but, the, but the problem, the problem is just does he exist? That's that's the thing. Does the one for you exist? Right. Yeah. And yeah. and what are the what's the likelihood that if I work and hang out with my dog that I'm going to cross paths with that person? And is there yeah. even a tool that exists that could help me meet that person? And you know that person I might just have to wait until their first marriage ends. You don't know. You, you don't the know. the reality is that a yeah. lot of people partner up right around 30 because that's when they start to feel like an adult and like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And now it's it's I'm dating a pool that's either arriving around 38, 39, and they haven't wanted to partner up for their 30s, which meant they had really different goals than me. Or I'm dating people who are kind of the leftovers of that 30-something pool. <sighs> and it's just, it's just hard in New York. I don't know. So it's just yeah. – it's not a matter of – me or my examples of dating or it's just a matter of can the technology exist help me encounter the person that I'm supposed to meet and you because feel, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't need another person I go to sleep and I'm really happy on my own but I do have these I would like that person yes, opting in. I hear that yeah. yes it's, a, it's a, a value a goal that you have and it's a deeply held yeah. and it, it guides you right I mean for the amount of joy you could have from an from a relationship, it's you can't measure it. No, I've only ever experienced it in this room. Uh huh. <laughs> something close. Something yeah, yeah, close. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Stop. You don't leave this room very. <laughs> I don't. That's the sad part. No, I mean the 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 home life is fine. Don't get me wrong. But I also enjoy talking to people. Oh, that's neat. And we have a good a good time there. Um. Uh. uh so. Yeah. What do you feel like uh, when you walk in the room? 
when she get off the online, when she moved from swiping or whatever to to the actual thing, you walk in there, and uh, you what are you nervous about most? Hmm. I don't know if I can. <laughs> You don't. That's great. <laughs> no, I guess you just have no choice but to be yourself. I'm telling you, that's the way to you do it. You can't say there's not one thing you could say that would throw everything off. It's just like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, how am I going to make it out? How am I going to know if I'm? Yeah, it's just, it's really just not losing perspective because there's something really fun about being out with someone who you can make fresh conversation with. Who you have no guilt feelings with. Yep. Um, you haven't, you know, not helped them move. They're not mad at you for not calling <laughs> on their birthday. You yeah. don't have any history with this person. You can be very charming. And, um, but, you know, you, oh, gosh, I had a recent date where it started with a hug and he had unbuttoned his shirt like a little too far. Yeah. And it was just like a face full of chest hair. Ooh. And I was like, could we just, you know, I'm not going to make him button up his shirt a little more, but it's like, why are we down to here? You know, <laughs> I don't need to see your belly button right now. It's, <laughs> it's just too a lot low. of buttons. It's too low. Yeah. So then you have to say, is that a warning sign? Do I leave right now? And I'm so quick on the warning signs. I just wanted to bolt the moment that that shirt was unbuttoned. But yeah. then um, I learned more about him. He was a nice guy. Um and I thought that was a good first date. Second date, he wanted to go dancing. Wow. Dancing? Yeah. I'm no. Not, I'm, no. It's not a wedding. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't. I just think that person has a failure of the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. Uh, what is that thing? Sun's warm up, but PS One. I don't oh, know. There's yes. like DJs yeah. and all oh, the people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He called it the wrong thing. It shouldn't have been dancing. Go to an art event. Go to an but art opening. There's no, there's no, not art. I know, but He's you can just call it that. He's going to unbutton his shirt again. He's going to wear a V-neck. I, I think this person uh, should be disposed of immediately. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just, maybe uh, I'm overreacting, uh, right? Because he just no. maybe he's just someone who's fun and likes dancing. And I shouldn't end things just over that. Mm, and then when the I said, I don't okay. think dancing's for me. I don't think I want to do this. He suggested the Union Square Farmer's Market. Let's go walk around the Farmer's Market. If he had just said one thing or the other, our whole lives would have gone differently. Yeah, yeah. But after the moment he introduced dancing as a second date idea, yeah. on a Saturday night, I was like, oh, you just want to get sweaty. Yeah. I, Slip some MDMA in my drink. Oh, no. Who knows? Yes. He already had the low buttons. <laughs> that That is a warning sign. That's why I often wear a turtleneck. There's no chance of that happening. <laughs> I think that'd be charming. And I'd be thrilled by a guy at the turtleneck on a first date. Right? <laughs> Sensible. Oh, my. Is it exhausting, though? Uh, I mean, I'm not doing that much of it. You yeah. know, I, ha- I have a friend who just said, I'm going to do two dates a week. And she just filled her life up with all these dates. And she would just kind of say yes to anything, just do more dating, treat it like a job. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to do it as a stunt. You know, I'm just yeah. going to fit it in when I feel like I can. And That seems healthy. Not fit it in when I can't. How about uh, going to see a comedy show for a date? Good idea, bad idea? That was um, our mutual friends, Andy oh, and yes. Naomi. One of their first dates was a comedy show. Well, they're, they're pretty deep in it. Yeah. Their whole life is comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. But that just, I don't know. I guess. Depends on the show. Yeah, okay. You know that. Depends on the show. Am I seeing your best friend's first year sketch finals? Oh, yeah. No. No, no. That's best enjoyed alone or not at all. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What what about you? What do you think about a comedy show as a date? 
Oh, I think it can work out. But as you said, it has to be a good, you have to kind of know a little something going in that is, or maybe you know the person. Uh, I always had a nice backup plan. Let me say this just in terms of uh, uh, advice um, for the fellas, a little something that was acknowledged uh, by one of my online dates that was more successful. She said she really responded to me and we had such a good time for a number of years because when she walked in the bar, I stood up to greet her. Oh, that's nice. It's a basic it's basic thing. Then I got rid of all the pants with pleats, and things really improved. <laughs> but, <laughs> but some of it's nice. just basic, fellas. It's basic. Do you uh, real? Do you at this point? Um, uh, oh, with the comedy show, yeah, I, I think it can. I think it can be okay. I mm-hmm. think that is. It's a nice. It's, then you get to at least see a comedy show. You get a drink. You, you find out what is funny, what they find funny. Uh-huh. That can be helpful. Yeah, Getting it's like back a little aphrodisiac, idea. all the laughing. A little and, laughter, a yeah, little flutter. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you do you have a type? Oh. After all this, have you realized, have you latched on to something? I don't think so. No, it's, it's just uh, someone who feels like we're speaking the same language, if that makes sense. It does. You know, like it's just a communication thing. Like we were talking about the nuance of online yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've I realized uh, quite late that um, I like someone who's a little dangerous, you know, <laughs> someone a little exotic, maybe She's who I think the fence. Who She's I going think... in the abandoned building. Exactly, Uh-oh. and maybe who has uh, the outward appearance of having it all together, but in fact is just a miss. That's great. And so I take in those damaged little birds. And so. you, you try to heal them. Yes. Them yes. Yeah. But the question is: Is that enough, or um, does there need to be some more uh, mutual nurturing? And in fact, is my overdoing it on the nurturing really a cry mm. for help? But we that's may a, never yeah, know. Yeah, that's that flower gardener thing, right? Oh, it is. Only this is a flower that's like that's wild. That's it's yes. A wild flower. It's a wild flower. <laughs> And I, the constant gardener. Is that what that movie was about? Um, well, are you, uh, I'm at, you're going on all the, when you're having the experiences, you recently went on a singles cruise. And God has blessed no you for doing there. that. No one was there. My gosh, me. that sounds awful. Um, but you're there with the microphone and the and the, the headphones I wasn't on? the only podcaster on that boat. Oh I don't my know God. if you know there's a podcast bubble right now. That is ridiculous. Yeah, so there's another podcast. It's about millennials and technology, and it's called Reconnecting. We, we wish them well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, but no, but everyone thought that was very funny that there were two. They kept saying, you're competitions over there. Oh, God. And I was like, really? Really? That's my competition? But that's what, that's what, the, that's what the gig requires. Yeah. And are you comfortable now? Uh, I've kind of, uh, maybe other people have too, uh, given you this role of the real uh, uh, guru, advice uh, person. Um, are yeah. you comfortable in that role? I haven't. Oh, wow. I'm bad at podcasts. What's happening? So, a person ringing. calling for advice. <laughs> oh, no. It's from North Miami Beach, Florida. I might oh. have won a cruise. Oh, oh well, <laughs> another singles cruise. Um, wait, but uh, so I'm the, I don't think I give. I don't think I give dating advice. No. Have you heard any dating advice out of me? What I do is I talk really honestly about my experience yeah. and what I'm observing well, I mean, from pe- my advantage. Are but... people looking to you, though? Do they write oh, to you? Oh, gosh, for yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, they'll no, you they'll send me advice. the... You presented a number of different things on the who should pay first for a, uh, at a bar, so that kind of thing. Other people give me advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you provide the platform. I am, I am honestly not good at this dating thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know so. how I could be more clear about that. <laughs> so the, you're not on track to being the next Dr. Ruth. No, no, I can't. And anyone who is giving dating advice, you know, I think it, it can be really um, – People will listen for it. Their ears kind of tick up. They really want to know, you know, what is that perfect message? What's that perfect profile? What do I do with my photos? But no one can tell you anything because all you're doing is you're saying, here I am. Is there someone who is the right for me? And if anyone tells you to be someone, I don't know, any, I don't know, any, there's one uh, opening line everyone likes to tell you to have, which is you go, three, two, one, which do you prefer, aggressive mimosas or lazy brunch? I'm supposed to answer that. <laughs> three, two, goes three, two, one, go. Which do you prefer, lazy brunch or aggressive mimosa? What's your brunch style? Oh, oh, it's the worst question in the world. But it's you will see it offered to you multiple times on every, these dating apps because someone Googled what is the best opening line and they got oh, the BuzzFeed see. article, and BuzzFeed told them aggressive mimosas is the funniest thing you could ever ask someone about. What the fuck are aggressive mimosas? That doesn't make any sense. Where did no. those come from? No, you don't want it to be aggressive, number one. No, leave me alone, Mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I'll just take the champagne. Yeah, Bloody Mary, though. I'll just. Why, sure. why are you going to go for some orange juice and some bubbles? <laughs> That's the problem. People are looking. Too many, too many sources. They're getting the information from the wrong place. We said earlier people were looking to movies. I used to look to TV a lot. I got a lot mm. of my uh, uh, romantic... Ideals from uh, heart to heart and moonlighting. <laughs> so I find it very difficult to be in a relationship if I'm not also actively solving a crime. <laughs> it's tough, <laughs> tough for me. But uh, well, if you um, run out of places to go and you'd like to drop by one of our seances, we have a nice group there. Oh, uh, you do? Yeah, and you can watch Gary bend some spoons with his mind, which uh, <laughs> it's it's impressive at first. Wow. Then not so much. Can't but wait. yeah, a nice group of people. You talk to ghosts. Ghosts have some maybe they have some good advice. I I am planning a séance. Um, Are you? For our ghosting series. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, we're going to we're going to speak with the ghosts of the, those who ghosted us and then um, <laughs> bury them at last. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds great. Yeah. I may be guilty of doing that. I don't know. Really? Sometimes it just slips my mind, as you said. Uh-huh. It, it didn't did. slip your mind. <laughs> You just didn't have the words to say. It's not working. Pleated pants. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, what is the oddest place you've gone? For what? For oh. a date. For a oh, date. For a date. <laughs> Let's keep it. <laughs> just yeah. in my whole life. Yeah, I know you're on all the other ones oh, there. Oh, gosh. Um, I'd, I'm real boring. I'll just go straight for like a first drink at a bar thing. Yep. You know, and then you at least know the elements. You know what's coming in or out of the room. I get there. The variables. Yeah, I get there a little early. I pay for my drink, so he doesn't. So it never has to be handled by him, and there's no weird feelings. Um, yeah, I don't. I will not do a let's, you know, spend all day. Let's go to the cloisters on a date. Oh God, we're stuck. That's a that's a haul. Yeah. <laughs> That's a <laughs> Too hall. much time together. <laughs> Would it be a lost? I don't know. I just if don't I wouldn't this. go alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then other people's philosophy is, you know, you should do the things you already want to do and then just invite dates along. Mm. Um, so I, I often will... You know, I was once. Um, it's a very small <laughs> amount of things. <laughs> I'm going to Dwayne Reed. Do you want to yeah. come? Should Going drop to the laundry mat. It's yeah. one of the ones with two floors. <laughs> Target shopping. It could be, but then, but then there's almost um, 
an effect that can happen by making it a unique kind of date because yeah. you uh, the adventure of it can kind of like wake you up a little more and you think you're doing something really special and it's really hard to properly vet the person because you're like, do I just love being at the new museum on a Thursday or do I really like him? I can't tell. Mm, that is confusing. And that's hard for me on the bar dates too because I'm like, do I just really love this cocktail, spicy tequila thing going on yeah. or do I like what he's saying? I can't tell usually. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to have to work on that. Uh, and if you want to end the relationship, you should go to Ikea yeah. and then try to <laughs> try to buy things you don't need. That would need. be an episode of um, 21st Dates at Ikea. Oh, my. If any of them make it through the line, that's a success. Talk about your grocery store model. No one would go through. God, if you don't get through a, hate, uh, a hate-filled rage at the end there. It's the ultimate relationship test, though. It, it definitely would be. If you're having doubts about cocktail versus person, take them there. And if it's a real true one, you'll have a fight. Oh, really? <laughs> but you'll think, make it through the other side. What do you think about side. this idea? I just yeah. say 20 first dates at Ikea, and I just hang out at Ikea all week, invite guys to come by and hang out with me. I love it. I'm moving in a couple months. I need to spend some time at Ikea. Yeah, see how they've put the rooms together. There's so much to learn. You know what? Invest in a good dresser, too. <laughs> That's my other advice really? to you. Yeah. I have a real, sh- sh- really bad dresser right yeah, now. Yeah, I want you to, it, it, whether it's sheets or just splurge on one nice thing for the home. Every time I open the drawer, clunk, mm. clunk, this clunk, is, clunk. I, it's not a smooth open. Think of my triangle, will you? Okay. The home, home needs to be nice. Get a nice dresser. Get a nice mid-century something if you want to. Go. What, doesn't it, where did you hear dresser? Well, I bought mine in, in Los Angeles, <laughs> and I had it shipped out here. Really? But it's a beautiful piece. Uh, I didn't pay a lot for it, and uh-huh. it's great. But truly. Worth the shipping, yeah. I've shipped it now multiple places that I've lived. <laughs> I love this thing so much. Uh, and it really, I love looking at it. Mm. I lo- and it make, brings me great comfort. And all my things are in a place yeah. at home. Mine's the, like, unpainted Ikea one. It goes clunk, clunk every time I open or close it. And my dog hates the sound, so she crawls under the bed because she's so terrified that the dresser is about to collapse on her. And it, it's happened. I mean, the, the drawers have fallen out before. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and I've had that experience with probably the same dresser. And, you know, in addition to buying it, I want you to also commit to doing a ceremony of destruction mm. with that thing. I've never been happier than when I saw those doors apart and <laughs> smashed those Stupid real rails that hold the drawers yes. in with all the ball bearings that go all over the place. It's yes. a nightmare. And just rip off the knobs, just unscrew them and shove them back in. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you have to put off a date to do this, <laughs> spend the day a little self-care. You're going you're gonna to come out okay. I did. I did um, almost go on a date with a guy who does woodworking. And I, so, for, so for small talk on the app, I said, oh, I've been having issues with my dresser. What would yeah. you do? And uh, he said, I'll come by and fix it. That could be our first date. He knows where you keep a dresser. Yeah. In yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. He knew that. Yeah. Well, you can't pull uh, uh, much over the eyes of a woodworker. <laughs> but, I was like, but he's, is he really a woodworker if he uh, thinks he can repair that's, Ikea? That's true. Yeah, don't There's do, nothing really you can do with that stuff. It's just, it's, please, it just, just crumbles. Go, I want crumbles you to get a new hands. one. Start a GoFundMe and let's get you a new dresser. <laughs> <laughs> I really believe in it. Andrew, this has been so much yeah. fun talking with you, and I have hope for you. I do. Um, I think it's going to be. Oh, I. I don't. I feel great about what you're doing you know, and where you are. As long as I make a podcast for the people, as long as more people <laughs> can make more podcasts, that's what I care about. Okay. You know, I really, I really should put take all this time out of dating and just put it into helping more podcasts thrive. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Like well, that's, that's I've one. had a blast. I have had a blast as well. So thank you. And where can people find the Why Oh Why uh, show? Just open up your podcast thingy and subscribe to Why sure. Oh Why. And uh, you'll be in for it and you'll get some uh, quality listening. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, I wish you all the best. Continued success. You too, Dale. It's so nice to talk with someone who sounds like you who can actually hear my voice. <laughs> normally, normally older gentlemen have a real, real tra- hard time. They're like, can you say that again, mm-hmm. lady? Yep. Well, I hear you, and I support you. Thank you. And I'm, I'll be here for you. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. We're both getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to see you again. Thanks, Dale. All right. Oh, all the swipes. Andrea Salenzi, my goodness. Wasn't that fun? I'll admit to you, I do sometimes miss being in the hunt or being hunted. The thrill when a ping comes through from a stranger. But now I get excited whenever Galinda texts from Trader Joe's asking me if we need any more tamales. No, Galinda, no. We're all set for tamales. Marriage, you can find it in the frozen food aisle. Our lucky numbers this week are 1788 and 1996, which correspond to the years I first lost my virginity, the year I got engaged and had second thoughts, and the year of my fashion peak. A personalized reading for someone named Tammy this week. Tammy, uh, listen to this. Maybe actual me is a little more boring, a little less interesting, a little lower energy. And that'll do it for us in the deep night as we seal up the portal once more. Tune in next week for another journey into the unknown, exploring the dark art of comedy and finding comedy in dark places. Remember, although this night may be ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is brought to you by Jameson Spirit Cleanser, the original prairie-grade sage that you can burn whenever things start making noises in your walls or a spirit appears at the foot of your bed wearing 18th century sailing regalia. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 10 podcast image by artist Kelsey Roten. Deep Night Season 10 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the season provided by the talented roster of Howler Hills Farm. The Deep Night podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, where we kindly ask you to subscribe and then leave a rating or a review. Once again, thank you for listening.